Hey monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you. You're listening to the Arm Day Podcast. Today is Sunday, February the 5th, 2012. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Some of you guys, that's going to mean a lot. Some of you guys, ain't going to mean nothing. Uh, to me, you know, it's funny. I don't really, I don't really care too much about either of the teams. I guess if I was going to have to pick one, I'd pick, uh, I guess, the Patriots. I don't know. Um, anyway, a bunch of interesting stuff about the Super Bowl today, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Also got an email from my old buddy Eric, and uh, was glad to get that and excited about that. Uh, and I'm going to do a little bit of a follow-up on an ebook reader. I'll let you know a little bit later which one I purchased. Did I get the Nick? Did I the Nick? What a dumbass! Did I get the Nook or did I get the Kindle? See, that's a little bit better. Uh, let's see. Before we do all that, let's go ahead and get our contact out of the way. If you want to call the show and leave a voicemail or do a review, or you got a question, suggestions, anything like that. Love to hear from you. It makes my day to get that stuff. We haven't got a whole lot of feedback recently, so hopefully, though, we can get that turned around. Uh, anyway, that voicemail number, 206-745-2731, APE1. Now, I also use that uh, voicemail for my other show, which is Firearms Cafe. So if you're using the voicemail, just let me know which podcast you intended it to be played on. Uh, for emails... If you want to send an email, I'll be more than happy to read that for you on the show. Or if you want to record your own WAV file or an MP3, again, I'll plug that into the show for you, no problem. Uh, and that email address is thearmedape at gmail.com, thearmedape at gmail.com. All right, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and let's jump in with uh, the stuff that I got from Eric, the email that I got. And he writes in, and this has to do... He's doing a little bit of a follow-up on um, a movie re review that he did, and that movie was called Bitch Slap. So Eric writes, Hey, Tony, I can still download and listen to the show. It helps that the Armed Ape episodes are small so that I can get them when our spotty internet is actually working. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, Eric is overseas, and like I said before, he'll be coming back in. So anyway, getting back to his email. I meant to contact you after your commentary of my review of the movie. In retrospect, I'll admit you were right. I was being far too kind to the filmmakers because I liked their intentions of making something they'd own instead of a studio owning it. I watched and enjoyed the special features a lot more than the movie itself and made the mistake of not reviewing until after I'd seen something redeeming. To answer Brad, alcohol had nothing to do with my review of Bitch Lap. However, it had a great deal to do with my upcoming review of Life Force. Frankly, rereading my notes while sober, I think I may have to do more drunken movie reviews in the future. Yay! Uh, but no drunken recording. Ooh. My review of The Killer was just too long. And now, completely unrelated. Do any of my fellow monkeys have a motorcycle they suggest I look at instead of the BMWR 1200GS Adventure? I'm looking for a do-it-all bike and keep coming back to this one. So what am I overlooking? And what what he's looking for, he, wrote, he writes a little bit more and he says, um, I advise stressing that the bike has to do it all. Tour, be sporty, maybe off-road, comfort for passengers, a daily rider, that type of things. Uh, and he says that he should be back in country relatively soon, and he's going to have lots of movie reviews for us. And uh, so we are really looking forward to that. So if any of you guys have some good ideas for him, again, a general all-purpose bike, kind of a do-it-all type thing, 
And you can go and look at the BMW R1200 GS Adventure to see at least what he has in mind. Um, or if there's anybody out there that actually has experience with that bike, uh, I'd appreciate it. I know he'd appreciate it if you guys would write in, call in, do whatever, and you know, uh, give your experiences with it. And when we do reviews on the show, I always like to have kind of my the five points and or, or five questions, however you want to look at it when we're doing a review and the review can be on anything and you can usually uh, take these five questions and put it towards just about anything. Um, so the first question is, what is this thing designed to do? Second, how well does it do that? Third, what are the cons of it? So where does it kind of fall short? Four, are there any modifications or any add-ons that I would like to see made by the manufacturer? And five, were there any modifications that I did? And if I did do those modifications, did they make it worse? Did they make it better? Did it not really work out the way I thought it was going to be? That type of stuff. So uh, now we'll stay on the subject of old Eric Shelton here for a little bit. Many of you guys may know him not only from this show, but also from his other podcast that he used to do uh, before he went uh, out of country to do his current employment. And he did the Handgun Podcast, which was a really good show, a show that I enjoyed. It's over at the Gun Rights Radio Network. Uh, and as many of you guys know, most of you guys that subscribe to this also subscribe to my other show, which is uh, Firearms Cafe. And many of you guys will be familiar with Eric. If you're not, I would recommend that you go back and listen to some of his past shows uh, and kind of get caught up. And hopefully, hopefully he'll be uh, putting some new ones out uh, when he gets back in and kind of gets settled down and stuff. All right, let's see. Um, what else was I wanting to talk about a little bit? Oh, I, would, I think I had mentioned, of course, it's Super Bowl Sunday. And there was an interesting article that I came across uh, on Lou Rockwell's blog. And at first when I looked at it, it made it sound like they were going to be doing all this extra stuff over at the stadium, which is going to be Lucas Oil Stadium. But I, I uh, clicked on his link, and it took me over to a site called Government Security News, which is gsnmagazine.com. And I'll link to both, excuse me, I'll link to both uh, Lou's site and to this uh, GSN site. So you can go over to thearmedape.com and in the show notes and you can see that. It's, the thing is written by a guy named Mark Rockwell. I don't know if he's any relation to Lou Rockwell. I could probably look it up, but I'm too lazy right now. Anyway, what the article that Mark Rockwell wrote is saying that TSA expects a lot more travel the day before and the day after the Super Bowl. So they're going to pump up security. Um, and some people would say, well, you know, shouldn't they be doing that? Eh. You, most of you guys that have listened to, to my other show as well as this show know that I don't have any really uh, love for TSA. I think it's all a bunch of dog and pony shows. Uh, I think what they're really doing by doing things like this at these events they're making it seem like their presence is really needed. Now, there's not going to be a huge... And at first I thought, are they going to do like the body scanner things at at the stadium? Are they going to bring in like a portable unit or something like that? And I guess they're not going to do that. But what they are going to do, and I'm going to go ahead and read this. It says, according to TSA, Super Bowl fans may encounter TSA visible intermodal prevention and response team. So those are those Viper teams. Remember, the Viper teams are going to be the ones that are just going to be roaming the highways and stopping people 
at random, I guess. So bye-bye, you know, Fourth uh, Fourth Amendment. So long to privacy. See ya. Yeah, you don't need that. Uh, you know, again, it's 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 just this thing of getting people used to knuckling under and doing what they say, and it doesn't matter whether your rights get trampled on or not. See, it also said that uh, TSA is going to be teaming up with, you know, with the feds and state and local transportation and law enforcement to quote reduce the potential terrorist risk to the traveling public. Uh, additionally, TSA said that over 8,000 stadium vendors, parking lot attendants, shuttle bus drivers, and other transportation professionals received the agency's first observer training for detecting and assessing indicators and planning tactics of potential terrorist activities. Woo, that's a big, uh, that's a big mouthful. Uh, so, you know, so like I said, it's the underlying thing is everybody's a terrorist, everybody's a suspect. Everybody is guilty until proven innocent. And that's not the way that America is supposed to run. And that's not the way America was set up to be. We are innocent until proven guilty. You know, they're doing things like, well, look out, buddy. You better, hey, hey, you better look at that guy. His skin's a little darker. He's got a beard. He kind of talks a little funny. Ooh, ooh, but then look at that other guy. His skin isn't very dark. He's all clean cut. That's what they want you to think. He's under suspicion, too. That's how they trick you. They get all clean cut. Ooh, ooh, but look at that other guy. He's a bus driver. He's a little scruffy looking. Yeah, maybe he's a bad guy. Oh, and bus driver, man, you better look at those trans uh, those people you're bringing to the game. Taxi cab driver guy, you better look at who you're doing. Maybe they got a bomb. Oh, God, what are we going to do? Sweet Jesus, God, save me, help! Oh, why did I come out of the house today, son of a bitch? What am I going to do? Oh, Buddha, Allah, Jesus, save me. Uh, well, not Allah, I guess. No, not Allah. But Jesus and Buddha, save me. Oh, please. Please save me. Oh, I tell you, just... This TSA crap and all this other nonsense that's going on just drives me insane. And the thing that really gets me is that nobody, nobody's out there screaming about it. Nobody's out there protesting it. You know, the, the media just, eh, whatever, sure, why not? That's what, you know, that's what the government wants. We're their lapdogs anyway. All right, well, anyway, enough of that nonsense. Let's move on to something kind of nice and happy. At least happy for me. I did end up, remember I told you earlier, I'd tell you which ebook reader I got. And I ended up getting uh, an Amazon Kindle. And I got, instead of the, which is the Barnes & Noble uh, Nook, which was really about the only, um, I'm going to type this in here was really about the only two that I had really considered. I know there's there's other ones and uh, that are out there, but you know, for me I had pretty much I had pretty much narrowed it down to either the Kindle or to the Nook. And there were some things that I really liked about the Nook and there were some things that I liked about um, the Kindle and Ultimately, I liked more things about the Kindle. So I ended up getting mine off of eBay, and I ended up getting the Kindle Keyboard 3G. So that means it's got the actual physical keyboard on there. 
Um, it's got the speakers. It's got uh, headphone jack. Um, and it's also got wireless. And I guess they, they probably all have wireless in there. The screen size is the same as the Kindle Touch and the regular uh, Kindle with maybe the little buttons on the bottom. Um, so anyway, let's go ahead and start asking some of our questions. Oh, and before I do that, normally the Kindle Keyboard 3G would be about 139 um, And then I think if you wanted them without the special offers, it's $189. And this, of course, would be if you were buying one new. The one that I bought, I got, like I said, I got mine off of eBay. And it came with the, all the original packaging. It came with um, a, uh, a lighted case. So it's got the case, the leather cover with the light, which normally would be like 50 bucks. So, you know, I'd be looking at about $140 or $240, excuse me, if I was going to buy everything new from, uh, from the Amazon store. But I got mine off of eBay and I think shipped to the door, I paid $115, which I thought was pretty good. I thought that was a good fair price. And it was, um, for what I got and the condition that I got the stuff in, I think I paid probably, so if you looked at real comparable things on eBay, so if you looked at you were going to get the case and the case was in good shape, the, the Kindle was in good shape, you got the original box, all the packaging, all that stuff. Um, I came in probably, oh, maybe about even 20 or $30 cheaper, depending on you know some of the other stuff that I was looking at. Um, than some of the other things. Most people wanted around like about $140 if you had like the whole big package and everything. So, and originally I thought, well, I don't really need the 3G. I don't really care about that. But when I was looking at some other stuff and, and for what I could get, I paid a little bit more than I would have paid if I got one without 3G. Um, but I figured, you know, uh, I'll get this and it, it'll be what I want. And I did the buy it now thing. So I didn't have to dick around with the, uh, um, you know, with the auction and then like lose it in the last two seconds. Uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and start asking those questions. So number one, what is this thing designed to do? It's designed to be primarily an ebook reader. Uh, it has secondary things in that you can listen to audiobooks, You can play MP3s. You can, uh, also it, it's a, it's a, a, a web browser. So how well does it do those things? As an e-reader, I have to say, and I've, I've looked at other ones before, I think it does an exceptional job. I really like it. I like kind of the layouts of it, how it's how it's done. Um, as a web browser, eh, I mean, by today's modern standards and tablets and stuff, it's not that great as a web browser. It's kind of neat that you got it, but it's not that great. Um, as a, a thing to play audiobooks or to play MP3s, and I've put a couple of MP3s on there just to listen to them, and it's fine. You know, it, but it's kind of hard to screw that up. Uh, as an audiobook reader, I don't have an audio, any audiobooks that I've put on there yet. Uh, so uh, that I can't answer to right now. What I have been able to do with it, uh, and this again would maybe go to how it works as the e-reader, is the accessibility of getting books from the Amazon store and then also from the local library. Uh, and I've gotten several books from the library. Uh, the downside with the library is because of licensing things, they may only have four copies of a certain book, so you have to go on a waiting list. But the ones that I was able to do and download 
it's it's right there almost instantly within usually about 30 seconds or so you've got the books on on your kindle um the thing from the amazon store downloads them super quick um and also they and of course they kind of hide it a little bit because they want you to actually buy stuff but you can go on there and type in like free free kindle ebooks and it'll give you a pretty big list and you can start looking through stuff and there are there's tons of books that are out there in the public domain a lot of times people will run um, free samples of their books. Like if they've got two or three books, sometimes they're giving away one of their books. There's tons of stuff out there that's, you know, maybe 99 cents, um, uh, you know, up to, you know, 12, 15, you know, however many dollars. Or I guess probably like everything else, the sky's going to be the limit on that. Uh, now, let's talk about some of the cons. What are some of the things that I don't like about it? Really, quite frankly, not too much. I mean, I like pretty much everything about it. Um, the only maybe, I, I think it does what it what it needs to do really well. So let's move on then to what modifications would I like to see made by the manufacturer. On the keyboard, they don't have any numbers. It's all just the letters or then certain things like you've got a menu and a back and a home button and a couple other things but they don't have any actual numbers and i i would have liked them to maybe put a row of numbers either on the side or up on the top there's room enough to do that on the top uh, above where the keyboard is um, if you have to enter numbers you have to click on the symbol thing and then kind of you know move around that way um, but other than that i mean that's about the only thing i'd like to see you know maybe from the manufacturer um, and I, I haven't experimented with it enough to be able to, for the, the, when you turn it off, it kind of, it'll do random screen things. And I haven't experimented with it enough or no, is there a way that you could put like, you know, a picture of your family or something on there and granted it would turn it into a black and white thing. Um, but is there a way where you can do your own pictures? And I'll goof around with that a little bit more. But uh, if anybody out there knows or knows the easiest way to do that or if it's possible, um, kind of let me know. Uh, let's see now. Uh, are there any modifications that I've done and I haven't done any? So, that again, maybe the only modification I'd like to do would be able to put my own pictures or content as far as doing the doing the screen. Now, one thing too, remember I did mention that it doesn't have what Amazon uh, calls special offers. And what the special offers is, is when you turn it off, or I guess when you're at certain screens, it puts up some dopey ad, which I, I absolutely did not want. Um, and uh, the price for the, for what I have, with the special offers is $139. Without it, it's $189. So you're paying basically $50 more. If I was buying it new, boy, I don't... That's a lot of scratch to pay just to not get the offers. And so what I would probably do would would go my route. I would try and buy something used. Now, with that, you... You do take some some little bit of a risk, um, but you I know you could get it a lot cheaper. And realistically, with eBay, most people, if you're buying from, you know, a trusted seller, a guy who's got a lot of ratings, they most of those guys that have tons and tons of ratings are doing this as a business or an extra income stream for them. So they they're not going to put out a lot of crap or a lot of stuff that's broken. 
so really, if you're if you're uh, going from a top seller or a guy who's got a lot of uh, a lot of ratings, you're going to be pretty safe with that. Uh, so overall, would I recommend this thing? And I absolutely would. Now, for me, some people I, I liked the keyboard aspect of it. I liked. Um, I didn't want to have to always be messing with the screen or touching the screen. Just for me, it kind of felt like, well, maybe if I'm goofing around or hitting the screen all the time, it may cause some damage to it long term. Maybe not. Maybe that was a, uh, kind of an overreaction on my part. Uh, but I didn't want the touch screen. I've seen, I, I saw some reviews and things. I went on YouTube and looked at some stuff. And sometimes it would work kind of well and sometimes it wouldn't work well. Uh, you can navigate, of course, a little faster with the Kindle Touch. Um, and what I didn't like, too, because I, 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 I had gone and goofed around with some touches at the store, and I'd also goofed around with some, uh, just the regular Kindle, which is like 79 bucks, and it's got like the four buttons on the bottom, and then it's got the like the home button, I guess you'd call it, or whatever. Uh and I didn't like that you had to constantly, you know, if you wanted to type something in or to do something to constantly type through stuff. And at first I thought, well, how much am I actually going to be maybe browsing the store on the Kindle? And actually I've, I've been on it and done it through the Kindle and using that keyboard quite a bit. Um, I've, there were some free books that I liked. And so what I was able to do, you know, while sitting out in the living room, as I was able to just, you know, kind of use and type on the keyboard without having to. And so it's faster for me and I like it quite a bit. Uh, as far as having the 3G thing, I don't know how important that is uh, because it, it does have Wi-Fi. Um, so I guess maybe if you were staying at a hotel or a, maybe there was an airport where you couldn't log on to their uh, their Wi-Fi system or if theirs was down, if you had the 3G thing, I guess you could do it that way. I don't really know how important it would be to... Uh, to be able to kind of download the stuff on the move type thing. So anyway, that's my review of the Kindle keyboard. I would highly recommend that you guys, if you're looking at an e-reader, you know, do your research and things like that. Um, I really enjoy it. I like having the books. I like being able to have, I've got, I think, 19 or 20 books on here now. Um, I've got, um, I was a big fan as a kid of uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs, who wrote a lot of the, you know, well, you, most people would be familiar with Tarzan, but he also did the John Carter of Mars, Carson of Venus, um, several other things. There's uh, some Sherlock Holmes stuff. I'm a big fan of Sherlock Holmes, um, but just tons of stuff. I actually was able to get a copy of the Declaration of Independence. I was able to get a copy of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, um, and I've also got some really neat uh, library books and some things like that. And that'll be interesting to see how, uh, how the library thing works. You're limited to getting like 10 eBooks from them, uh, per checkout or whatever. So I don't know if when I take it off the device, how I'm going to have to do it to like return the book or, so let's say that I had my limit of 10 books and I've got two or three that I'm on a waiting list how do I, and let's say I've read one of the books and then one of the books that I have on the waiting list comes up, but they're saying, oh, you've already got your 10 books. How do I get rid of those? And that's something I'm going to, I'll probably go down to the library tomorrow or the next day and talk to them and have them work with me and run through some stuff. Uh, 
But I got, just as an example of some of the free stuff that you can get, I got uh, The Art of War by Sun Tzu. I got Civil Disobedience by David Thoreau. Uh, again, I picked up a couple of um, uh, books by Edgar Rice Burroughs. I got A Princess of Mars, which is the first book in the Mars series. I also got a Tarzan book. Um, there's some stuff by Robert E. Howard. He is the author of Conan, uh, which I loved as a kid. Um, there's actually, um, oh, some samples that I've gotten some of some things. I got a, uh, a story about a, uh, um, what's this guy's name here? Colonel Bud Day, who was one of the high, highly, highest decorated Air Force pilots, uh, I think probably in U.S. history. Uh, and I'm reading a book about him, which is really kind of neat. And, and, you know, another thing that I really like about this is that you can you can bounce back and forth uh, in between books. You can, um, uh, you know, if you look at it and you don't like it, you can get rid of it, at least from the device. I don't know as far as, like, when it archives it, what it's actually doing, that type of stuff. Um, so we'll kind of see about that. And again, I don't know. I don't, I'm not familiar, uh, as I, I, you know, like I said, I just got this thing a couple of days ago. Uh, I'm not sure how storing stuff on the, on the, uh, uh, the, uh, I guess, what do they call it? Kindle cloud or their cloud thing, you know, where you can have stuff that's up on the cloud and that way you don't have to have, uh, everything in the device. If you've got, you know, tons and tons of books. You know, one question I do have, and maybe somebody out there knows, is what's to once? Let's say, let's say that I bought a book. Let's say that I bought, uh, oh, I don't know, um, an author that I really like is Scott Sigler. So let's say that I bought a book from him, and I bought his uh, his book. You know, Contagion. What's to prevent Amazon or Kindle from deleting it from the cloud? And if I'm hooked into them with three G and with Wi Fi. What's to prevent them from accessing my device and deleting it out if they thought for whatever reason I had it gotten it fraudulently? Uh, you know, so I don't know. I mean, so I guess I'm saying is, let's say that once I've got that ebook in my Kindle, can I like put it on my computer or put it on a separate hard drive or something like that? So anyway, uh, I think I have kind of jibber jabbered and yibber yabbered for quite enough uh you guys go out there and enjoy the super bowl or if you're not a super bowl fan i'm uh, i'm gonna be watching the game oh one other thing this friggin creep michael bloomberg i guess he is gonna he's gonna have an ad an anti-gun ad uh and he's gonna couch it you know under that mayors against illegal guns which is total bullshit there's no such thing as an illegal gun um you can be a prohibited possessor, and so your possession of that thing would be illegal, but there's no such thing as illegal guns. Guns are legal in this country. Um, the people who maybe possess them are committing a crime under certain statutes. So anyway, I guess this creep is going to is gonna run one of these ads on there. Uh, and I'm, I'm interested. I'm going to be interested to see if we're going to see anything about like a TSA type of announcement or a... You know, look at your neighbor and suspect your friends and turn in your mother to the Politburo and all this other kind of stuff. So, anyway, I don't want to get back up on that rant, but 
I, I just I can't stand that Bloomberg guy. I'll be glad when he's gone. The unfortunate thing is, even once he steps down from political life, he's got so much money and so much influence that we're never going to get rid of him. Uh, so you know, the only thing is to uh, get on the horn to your local people and get your local representatives to pass good, strong laws that won't let outsiders come in and screw things up for your state. So. All right, uh, let me think. If I had anything else I wanted to talk about, um, bear with me for a moment, and I am going to pull up Facebook. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Facebook is one of those things where it's kind of neat, but eh, it's kind of a pain in the ass. And, it used to be when I first got on there, it was pretty easy to navigate stuff, but they're always kind of changing crap around. And just when I get used to something, they change it again. Uh, and maybe because I'm not on there 24-7. But, eh, you know. I I kind of thought I might get I might get rid of my account on there. Like my personal account, if you go on Facebook and look me up, there's really nothing on there. I've got like a few pictures of, you know, my my family and stuff but that's you know not that much and even with my my uh, firearms cafe page and my uh, armed ape page for the show i don't do too much on there i usually will put out stuff um when i'm posting a show so like today i'll go on there and post that i've you know that i've got this show out but i guess it's all right to leave it on there it uh, uh it is a way to to connect i guess or to at least kind of keep abreast of stuff um but i like i think i'm liking twitter a little bit better um so I, you know i don't know I, i'll probably keep it around it doesn't cost me anything as long as it doesn't cost me anything so uh anyway i think i'm like i said i'm just kind of rambling and babbling on right now so i think i will go ahead and sign off Have fun today, monkeys, and I will talk to you guys next time. This guy's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it.